2: Turn up your volume, because you're about to listen to The Sick Podcast, with Tony Marinero. Sports entertainment like no other. It's going to be sick. Brought to you by Essentia, the world's only natural memory foam mattress. Beyond organic sleep. Cherry River hard seltzer. Only 90 calories, natural flavors, and no preservatives. Now available in Quebec grocery and the beer store. And Johnny Bootlegger's Whiskey Old Fashioned is both refreshing and authentic to the classic cocktail. Available now at Saks near you.
1: Marinero, the sick podcast. Earlier today, we heard from Montreal Canadiens general manager, Mac Bergevin, who addressed the media via Zoom call. And after him, It was Christian Dvorak's turn to say his first words as a Montreal Canadian. Yesterday, we heard from former Montreal Canadian Jesperi Kakanyemi, and we also heard from Carolina Hurricanes general manager Don Waddell. What to take out of Bergevin's presser? 6.1, way too much for a player at that stage in Kakanyemi's career. Mark Bergevin talked about uh, the different setups in the National Hockey League where you have a a three-year entry-level contract, and at that point, you, in cases where you're not really sure or you can't get along on a monetary amount, um, you look towards a bridge contract, and that gives you time to evaluate the value of the player going forward. But because the Carolina Hurricanes at the end of Kokinami's entry-level deal signed him to an offer sheet, while well, Mark Bergevin at that point had one week to make up his mind as to what he wanted to do with Kakanyemi and and whether or not he was going to realize that potential. Bergevin said his first reaction when looking at the amount, one year, $6.1 million, was wow. And then he said he started to uh, talk to some of his people internally. He talked to Assistant General Manager Scott Mellenby. He talked to John Sedgwick, who is the Montreal Canadiens capologist, basically. Uh, He talked to the coaching staff. They took a look at where Cock and Yemi would fit, all those discussions. And when all was said and done, they took the decision that they were going to walk away for several reasons, one of which was that it was going to put the salary cap out of whack. We'll get to that in a second. Reminding you, it's a sick podcast, and the show is brought to you by Essentia, the world's only natural memory foam mattress. Go to myessentia.com and use code SICKPOD for a free pillow with your purchase, Essentia, Beyond organic sleep, if people were sleeping during the press conference, they missed out on something that Marc Bergevin said that I thought was very important. When asked about why Kakanyemi wasn't able to fulfill or play to the potential that they saw in him, Marc Bergevin talked about, yeah, you know what? Maybe for his development, probably would have been better off one year in Finland more and then making the jump to the National Hockey League. Then he talked about certain responsibilities have to go to the players as well. And he said something very important, which I still think about right now. And that is when he talked about sometimes players and you, you see things differently and they don't do some of the things you ask them to do. It was something to that effect. And when he said that, Basically, what it said to me was, is that the Canadians blame Kakinyemi for not becoming the player that they hoped he would be because he's not changing his game to play they want the way they wanted him to play. He was playing the way he wanted to play. And they were trying to tell him of certain changes, certain tweaks that he had to make, which he didn't make. And so at that point, that's a huge reason for me. It goes to show you that the coach slash GM and the player or the coach and GM were not on the same page as the player. And had they been on the same page and Kakanyemi would do the things that they wanted him to do or play the way they wanted him to play when they talk about playing the right way, and they brought that up about Christian Dvorak. It leads you to believe that they didn't think Kakanyemi was playing the right way. You want your uh, Kakanyemi jersey, you want your Christian Dvorak jersey, your Kane's jersey, your Habs jersey, or any football jersey. You have any sport, really, but football is here. It's arrived. You can go to sportbuffshop.com for all of your officially licensed sports apparel and more. Uh, use the code. Sick 15 for 15% off on all of their items for the sick merch. All right. Okay. Um, Back to some of the things that came up in the press conference, 6.1 way too much. It would have put the salary cap out of whack. Mark Berger said, one of the things I thought about and gave deep consideration to was if I give him the $6.1 million, how about some of those young players that we want to retain going forward? And uh, he has to be talking about Alexander Romanoff. He has to be talking about Cole Caulfield. He has to be talking about Nick Suzuki. He talked about contracts that would be up in a year or a couple of years from now. And we know that Suzuki's contract is up in a year. So anyway, the good news is maybe they don't have Kakanyemi signed here and he's gone on to Carolina, but they believe they're a better team. And because they didn't give Cock and the $6.1 million, which they say would have put the salary cap out of whack, they feel pretty comfortable that they're going to be able to retain the players that I just talked to you about. So if you want to celebrate in Montreal, sophistication, event rentals, live music, DJ, sound systems, tents, chairs, tables, decor, lighting, photo booth, TV screens, your one-stop shop, you can call them at 514-570-5770. Marc Bergevin talked about, hey, because he was questioned a lot today about the way the Canadians develop players and whether or not Kakenyemi was rushed. And he said, listen, we could take our share of responsibility, probably could have played another year in Finland. I get that. But this guy's no bust. Like if you're willing to throw in the towel on him right away, there's a team out there, the Carolina Hurricanes, who believe that Yasperi Kakenyemi is worth $6.1 million. They didn't give him $6.1 million simply because of revenge or a payback on the Canadians, or because they just felt like being Mr. Nice Guy. They gave it to him because they believe that he could end up being the player the Canadians thought he was going to be when they drafted him. Important thing that came out of Carolina, by the way GM of the Hurricanes, Don Waddell, says the Kakanyemi will start with the Hurricanes at left wing. We know that they have a line of Sebastian Aho centering Zveshnikov to his left and Tara to his right. You would think that Kotkaniemi is going to play on a line that's going to be centered by Trochek with Nekash on his right, and Jordan Stahl will center the number three line, possibly with Nino Niederreiter on the left. Anyway, Kotkaniemi will start, I think, second line left wing, he may start third line left wing. He may start second. At some point during the season, he may be relegated to third or he probably starts third. And at some point during the season, he's promoted to second. What's interesting here is the Canadians tried Cock and at left wing for a couple of games in the National Hockey League level and some in the American Hockey League level when he got sent out to Hamilton. What if he ends up exploding as a left winger? What if he picks up 50-plus points in Carolina playing left wing. And at one point, he picks up 60-plus points playing the left wing. At that point, it'll be over by then, but we're going to have to question the Canadian's judgment, seeing him as a centerman when Carolina saw him as a winger and produced as a winger anyway. We don't know. Um, We would need a crystal ball here. We don't have one, so we don't know how he's going to play at left wing. Mark Bergevin talked about the fact that he had already identified Christian Dvorak. He had identified him already. That means he tried to acquire him by trade already. And I'm wondering when they tried to acquire him by trade, if Kotkaniemi's name was in that, those discussions or whether they would have rather not trade Kotkaniemi so, they could have Kakanyemi and Dvorak. So think about this for a second as I take a sip of my Cherry River Heart Seltzer, which for me is the drink of the summer, only 90 calories, natural flavors, and no preservatives, now available in Quebec grocery stores and the beer store. Let me uh, refresh here. Hold on. Beautiful. Think about this. If the Canadians tried to acquire Dvorak, and Kakinyemi's name was not part of that trade. That leads you to believe that Mark Bergevin thought his center ice position should be Suzuki, Devorak, Kakinyemi, Jake Evans. If Kakinyemi was part of that trade, that then would lead you to believe that Mark Bergevin would be comfortable with Suzuki, Devorak, Jake Evans and a Cedric Paquette, let's just say, at center ice. Man, would I love to know. Anyway, other important things came up in the presser today. When asked if the Montreal Canadiens are going to have an interim captain, the answer was no. There will be no interim captain for the Montreal Canadiens this year, so they're going to go with alternates, and no one will wear the C in Shea Weber's absence. Let me just. Tap myself on the back for a second here because in a previous edition of the Sick Podcast, I mentioned to you that I believed that although there were some pretty good candidates, that in the end, the Montreal Canadiens would not name a captain this season out of respect for Shea Weber. And some would say, Maybe it's because Shea Weber is going to return in the playoffs. Well, I don't know if he's going to return in the playoffs. I don't know if the Canadians are going to make the playoffs. What I do know is this. His ankle, his leg, his injuries, they've got the better of him. He's incredibly beat up. We hear about the threshold for pain that he has and the pain tolerance, which is admirable, but make no mistake here. He'll give it a go at one point. This is why he's taking the time off to rest to at one point. Try to see if he can come back, but I don't know if he will. And once again, when was it about a year and a half ago or so doctors told him, um, you're going to need surgery to that ankle. And once you get it, you won't be able to play anymore. He's opted not to have the surgery. He's opted to take the season off to see if rest can fix it. We wish him all the best in that regard. So six point one way too much. salary cap would have been out of whack and there would have been an inability to sign the other players. probably one more year in Finland, By the way, Yasperi Kakanyemi, although was a gentleman said a lot of the right things. He did question the way he was developed by the Montreal Canadians. He could be right. as a matter of fact, I agree with him. Kakenyemi was rushed when Mark Bergervin says that he probably would have been better off with one year in Finland. Bergervin's is right to a certain degree because at the end of the day, we don't know if he would have been better after one year in Finland because he never went. But I think it's safe to say that he would have been. And so I think Kakenyemi is right that they did rush him. And I believe I was right when I said all along they should have never drafted Yusperi Kakenyemi. I went on Ottawa radio about a year ago and uh, I said the Canadians made a mistake by drafting Kakanyemi. They should have drafted Kachuk. Montreal Canadiens fans were all over me. They didn't like what I had to say. I didn't say it, folks, because I just felt like putting the kid down. I said it because I felt it. I said it because I meant it. I believed and I believe that Brady Kachuk is a better player. I think it's a foregone conclusion that he is. I think the entire world, other than Montreal Canadiens fans, thought that he was, but once again, his career isn't over yet, and in the end, he can have a better career than Brady Kachuk. I wouldn't bet on it, but he's still young in his career at age 21, and he's about to enter his fourth season in the National Hockey League. So Christian Dvorak, Mark Bergevin talked about him. He said that he can play the power play. He can play the penalty kill. Uh, He's good in the face-off circle. By the way, his last three years... His faceoff percentage is close to 53%. And that would be close to where Phil Deneau had it. The Canadians obviously needed a centerman who could be in um, above 50% in the face-off circle. So now they have him. Christian Devorak, by the way, played for the London Knights. He played on the same team as Josh Anderson back in the day. And I expect them to not only be teammates, I also expect them to be linemates when the season opens because I see Anderson on his right. And I see Hoffman on his left. How many points is Devorak going to pick up? Who's going to be the big winners in week number one in the NFL? There's so many areas that my buddy Cash can go to. It's now time to make some money. Money, 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 money. It's time for six this Brought to you by my bookie. If you place your bets on my bookie, you go to mybookie.ag slash the sick podcast and use code sick picks to double your deposit. Bet win. Get paid. My buddy Cash. Make me some, my man. Make me some. What's going on?
0: Guys, if you're doubling your deposit, I got a big bet for you. Week one. Guys, I'm gonna keep it simple. I'm gonna make it easy. Vikings minus three against the Bengals. I like the Vikings. I have them power ranked in the middle of the pack, guys, but this isn't even a bet on the Vikings. It's a bet against the Bengals. Number one, Vikings have one of the best, one, literally one of the best rushers in the league, one of the most underrated rushers, Dalvin Cook. This guy's a monster. He covers their, their rushing spread almost every game. Bengals' top five worst rushing defenses in the entire league. They got an addition to Trey Hendrickson. I don't know how much that's going to help them out. I don't think that much, guys. We're not talking a massive difference. Give me Dalvin Cook. Give me the Vikings minus three. This is going to be a blowout winner, guys. You can even look at their team total. Personally, I'm going to be taking the Vikings for my survivor pool week one. I think this is a no-brainer. Two units, guys. Vikings minus three. Book it. You're going to see me next week, guys. They're going to have won by 20, 30 points. Mark my words, guys. Get your money. Let's go.
1: They're gonna have won by 20, 30 points.
0: I think so. I might be taking the alternative spread, Tony. I might take the minus 10, get some extra money. They're gonna kill. Wow.
1: Them. I'm gonna bet on it then because you sound really convincing. He's yeah. my buddy. You can follow him at run my bets. He's my buddy cash. He's gonna make me some. He says that makes me a happy camper, just like Mark Bergevin, who's happy because he's got Dvorak, and Carolina's happy because they got Kokanyemi. Or maybe they're not. Or maybe they will be. I can't wait to watch the upcoming hockey season and the football game. He's got the Vikings. So do I. It's the sick podcast. Cheers.
2: And that's a wrap. Hope you don't miss us too much until next time. Follow the sick podcast on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Google play, and Apple podcasts. The sick podcast is brought to you by Essentia, the world's only natural memory foam mattress beyond Organic Sleep, Cherry River Hard Seltzer, only 90 calories, natural flavors, and no preservatives. Now available in Quebec Grocers and the Beer Store. And Johnny Bootlegger's Whiskey Old Fashioned is both refreshing and authentic to the classic cocktail. Available now at Saks Near You.